Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronnie Tarmac, Ronald J. Martin, who is uh, once again on the road. Big R, you are in, uh, I want to guess, based on uh, some denominational work that you shared with us, this is the less cool of the two denoms. Uh, I want to guess that you're in a very non-hipster part of Minneapolis, judging by the quality of your uh, your internet connection, which is really good, and just the level of glumness and defeatedness <laughs> in your voice. Can you talk about, people love your travel logs. This is kind of a travel program at times. Uh, can you tell us, baby, a little bit about where you are? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's yeah, so... I, even, even the way you said yeah right there was just defeated. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Just that, just resigned. Just inspiring about a business park across the street from a Walmart and a <laughs> motel. So take those three things, business park. Mm. Wait, motel. what cross streets are you at? I mean, big ballpark. I mean, you don't need to tell people exactly where you are, but I you feel like I've shopped at this Walmart before. Well, you probably have, Pipe. I mean, I have no idea what the cross streets are. I just know that in my future, a mile away is a beautiful Mall of America. That's going to happen. Oh, okay. yes. Lift me out of my glumness. It's going to I used to go to school right near where you are currently staying, and I, I commiserate with all of the feelings that you have about that particular part of. Technically, it's not Minneapolis. That's more like Richfield and Bloomington. But yeah, for sure, this is the most nondescript place in America right now where I'm at. Well, Ted's Maybe sitting in Jackson, good. Tennessee, and I think he might he might want to arm wrestle you for that title. But you know. Ah uh, no, I love Jackson, man. I ride with Jackson. I'm a I'm a, a Jacksonian through and through. Um, <laughs> Ronald, what what are you going to be in the market for at the Mall of America? Like, what's going to oh, lift your gosh. spirits? Are we looking at a jacket purchase? Oh, absolutely. Are we going that so big I'm, today? Cinnabon. Yeah, so there's a uh, well. First of all, the Mall of America is and Pipe would know more about it than me. But like, literally, like people go in there to like do their like their their jogs for the day, and they're like yeah. their walks. Oh yeah, and you know, cause mm-hmm. it's like it, you know, it, it has like this, you know. It takes like it's like two miles to to like take one lap around the mall. Maybe would you go in there to ride your motorized bike for fitness? If I was allowed, absolutely. But what I'm really looking forward to is just um, they have a Levi's store there that is Ooh, the yeah. bomb, and mm. so I, I enjoy going there. And just I don't know, I like the atmosphere. I'm an '80s guy. I'm a mall guy. I just enjoy the atmosphere. And Mall of America is like the quintessential like mall experience of all mall experiences. I mean, it's well, just, it's go. up there with like everything that is beautiful when it comes to the classic, you know, indoor mall experience. Well, dude, this is funny. Cause this kind of confuses your hipster Venn diagram a bit. And I think it's going to confuse like some of the more ride or die, like Ron Martin fans, because well, I feel I like, like hipsters. Yeah. I feel like hipster wise, like being too good for the mall is sort of a, that's a core value for hipsters. So I think some of your fans are going to struggle with this and have have questions for oh, you. So. I, I think that may have been true at one point, but the mall has been so cast aside that to mm-hmm. love the mall now is, okay. is it's like coming full hipster circle. It so is. In terms of like, like Stranger Things theology. 4, Stranger yeah, Things yeah. 4 with like, hey, we like love sort of the retro-y molly kind of thing. Like that's all like yeah. super yeah. Oh, so it's back. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing back. says hipster like scarfing a Cinnabon and sucking down an Orange Julius. So... Uh, yeah, I think Absolutely. I think the mall I think the mall has shifted firmly into that side of. Maybe I, I want you to, to do both those things tonight. I'm not I going, want you to, but I would love to. I want you to order a Cinnabon and not eat it. 
Okay. I want you to order it so that you could be too good for it. Why don't I order a Cinnabon and an Orange J, take a picture of it, and we can, we can, we, you know, we'll, we'll post it on the, uh, the HR, you know, Absolutely. social media. I would, I would love that. It would be perfect. It's an internet event for the ages. Oh, it'll be uh, great. Ronald, I have one more question about your meeting, and then I want to I talk about what you're not going to be shopping for at the mall. Uh, but before that, about this meeting, so, like, do these guys in this Denom, and I'm not going to name names of it, but do they know sort of how, how deflating the, the accommodations and the food and, and all those things are for you? Like, do you wear that on your sleeve, or do you keep it coy? No, I mean, I keep it coy, but it doesn't really matter because we're all together on that. So the one okay. thing we share in common is that, like, you know, this isn't this isn't like going to, like, a magical, like, you know, vacation in Destin, Florida. And then this having isn't your trip to Naples. Right. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this is pampering. not that. Yeah, this is, is, there, is there any aspect of it that's pampering? Um, I mean, yeah, Mall of America. I pamper myself. That, that's, there, there's self-pampering that goes on with these trips. But again, I don't mind it because it's like it's beautiful. The weather's great. It's fall. Mall of America is a mile away. I can almost see it in view. And uh, that's what's giving me my hope. I, I did go. see a picture from it looked like when you were traveling to Minnesota where you, you posted a very nicely lighted and filtered picture of your all-American breakfast um, yeah. to Instagram and then made its way to Facebook and whatnot. That, that, seemed, that seemed slightly pampery to me. I mean, it was just—it was a very nice way to treat yourself on a travel morning. So, I'm glad you're not completely letting this this trip slide into oblivion. Absolutely, I always start out. So, my trips out of Cleveland Airport, boys, I always start at the uh, the classic Irish pub that um, you know dishes up the uh, the beautiful tradition American breakfast. So, it it started out well. I'm with you boys now. It's going well. Mall of America is in my near future. I just got to get through today. Everything's looking brighter. Just got to wade through the polo shirts and ill-fit khakis. 100%. As, as one does in 2019 in pastoral ministry, boys, photographing the breakfast, looking to the mall uh, for hope. Look to the cross and look to the mall, I think, is, is what Spurgeon would have said. And, and yeah, that was a Spurgeon, but I, I think, yeah. I, I can't disagree with him at all. But, baby, one thing I know that you're not going to be looking for at the mall and one thing that I am looking to right now in my office and smelling – for hope uh is my new bag from saddleback leather oh yeah uh, boys, i'm looking at about yeah i'm looking at about 700 worth of leather right now uh on the sofa in my and office craftsmanship leather and craftsmanship of course uh this is the uh the, the dark brown leather flight bag and i gotta tell you i can't go anywhere in this town without somebody complimenting my new leather bag from saddleback leather hipster purveyors of fine leather goods so piper give us a promo read the promo read of a lifetime on this new sponsor yeah i'm it's i'm actually a little distracted right now because my office smells so delightfully of both saddleback leather which is it's the leather smell but it's you can tell that it's a higher quality leather and then with a hint of lagaris roasters coffee in there as well so it's just a uh, yeah guys i'm in as much as Ronnie will be in heaven at the mall, I'm equally that much in heaven right now with these, Man, this these is wafting odors. Yeah, it's very painful. Piper, is there a way to like photograph smells so that you can Man. post that to your Instagram and one up even the great Ronald J. Dude, Martin in terms of Instagram? Thing, man. That has to be yeah. something that they invent next decade. Yeah, right? listeners, if you so, figure out a way to share 
to share pleasant odors via via the internet, uh, please let us know because I will I will give this to you. This this is all of you deserve something this wonderful as Saddleback Leather and Lagaros Roasters Coffee combined. But Saddleback is our sponsor for this and the next few episodes. Uh, and here's the amazing thing for you listeners. Um, I will tell you all about some of their cool products here in a minute. But they are actually giving away products to our listeners. So if you go to saddlebackleather.com slash happy rant, saddlebackleather.com slash happy rant, there's a very simple entry form. And you are entered to win one of five prizes. The winners will be selected at the end of October. So you have the month of October to enter. There is a leather wallet, uh, kind of a slim front pocket wallet. There is a really nice leather toiletries bag, which has a it has a buckle on it and everything. So it's not just sort of like a zip up canvas kind of thing. It's all leather, beautifully stitched, really nice buckle. There is a leather briefcase. That is valued at almost $600. There is a leather backpack, which I think is actually what uh, what Ronnie may have. I think you may have one of these. The the messenger backpack? Or do you have a, yeah, a different one? For, uh, I got it for Big M. She loves okay. it. She's literally just like that is... That has been like one of the big pieces of her life right now, man, is that Saddleback leather backpack. Mm. And then they have a leather duffel bag, which is just like the most classic piece of like overnight carry-on luggage. It's uh, So they're giving away one of each of these. So you are entered to win one of those. Again, if you go to saddlebackleather.com slash happy rant. Uh, but if you're looking for something other than these, if you want to – if you don't want to wait a month – uh, they have so they have duffels and luggage, including like a steamer trunk, like the most mm. imagine like uh, porters carrying on a huge trunk onto a steam train. That's this thing. Uh, they have backpacks, briefcases, wallets and belts, canvas bags. They have all sorts of accessories like pen cases. They have those leather trays so that you can casually toss your keys and change into it and feel spectacular while doing it. Everything they do has a 100-year warranty, which basically means lifetime, your lifetime, and the lifetime of the product. Hopefully not the lifetime of the company. We hope they stay open forever. Um, they do corporate gifts. So if you are a, work for a company or at a church who wants to do something really nice to give away something, uh, they so they do imprinting and all of that stuff. Um, all of that is available at their site. This is all really, really nice. They call it over-engineered, meaning it's all... There, there are no, there's no cheap stitching, no cheap buckles, no cheap, you know, rivets or whatever those little things are called that tend to break on leather bags. Um, I think I, when when I got the leather bag from them, I think it's the last one I will ever get because it's a hundred year warranty and I have never run across a nicer leather bag than this one. So, um, anyway, go to saddlebackleather.com/slash/happyrant, enter to win, check out their site, buy goods for yourself for the loved ones in your life who deserve something this nice and uh, make somebody happy. Boys, it's the bag of a lifetime. And um, I, I, it's almost so nice. I almost you don't even don't... want to use it to you, baby. You, like you're no, no, yeah. Like I almost don't feel comfortable with it yet. Like I almost feel like I don't, I don't quite know it yet and I don't quite know who I am when I'm carrying a bag <laughs> that much. <laughs> it's, it's raised your level to a, a different, like a different self-perception. Yeah, so I was living things, boys. I mean, technically they're dead things, but they feel like living things. Prior to the Saddleback Leather $700 flight bag that I'm carrying now, I was rocking a $17 Seattle Mariners black backpack. So I feel like I've 
I mean, you do the math. I've made a significant upgrade uh, in terms of my bag life. And um, man, that's, know, a, a, that's lot a huge leap for you. How sad that is, baby. What, what, baby? I said, do the math on how sad we feel about you carrying around a $17 Mariner's bag. That's bad. No, I mean, dude. I mean, I mean, I think I, I, at some level, I feel more comfortable with my Mariner's backpack, but I, I, I like this one so much more. You're better than that. Let me just. I just you. need to. Yeah, I need to keep telling myself that. And yeah, uh, yeah you need to get out of that harmful relationship and just exactly. realize that this is the relationship where you belong. The one with exactly. this really, really nice leather bag. Uh, don't baby, feel re- bad because you have a beautiful baby now, baby. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Thank you so much. That reminds me of a uh, a Downton Abbey conversation we need to have off the air. Um, regarding the kinds of guys who like Lady Mary, um, you know, and, and somebody proposed a theory to me this morning. Like, if you, if you like Lady Mary, then you must be like self-loathing at some level. And mm. Uh, mm. I, I think that's true. But I do like Lady Mary. Like, she's mm. she's mean, but in a in a way that I like. Uh, mm. But we'll talk about it off the air, baby, because we have speaking of meanness, little radio segue. Um, we have some other stuff to discuss regarding celebrities. Um, real celebrities, but also um, junior varsity celebrities, and by that I mean Christian celebs. <laughs> and one one such person is this guy whose name I've been aware of for like twenty years, but I really don't know a whole lot about this kid. But uh, his name is Cameron Strang. Am I saying that right, Piper Strang? Yeah, Strang. Yep. Yeah. So Cameron Strang. I like that you uh, call him a kid because he's about your age. No, I call him a kid because my perception of Cameron Strang is just that, like. His dad gave him a media company 20 years ago because his dad was like a person of, of note, I guess. Oh, was he part of that string family? I didn't even I know he's part that. of that string family. So I think his dad like threw him a magazine 20 years ago. And like my only my only real like recollection of rele- of relevant magazine is that I feel like for a, about a five-year run, Bono was on the cover every issue. This is back <laughs> when magazines were a thing. And it's like, hey, everybody, Bono's like, he's saving Africa, or he's fixing the government, or he's doing Bono things for, like, you remember that five-year run from, like, 2002 to 2007 when it was just, like, all Bono all the time? Uh, I feel like that was Apex Mountain for um, for Relevant Mag. But anyway, uh, Cameron Strang, the head of Relevant Magazine, um, posted an apology of sorts. I guess not of sorts, like, just a real apology for how he treated people at work, uh, things that he said, ways of being, and he's actually stepping down for a while. And um, I just wanted to get your guys' take on that. Uh, what you thought of the piece itself, what you think of him doing it. Um, Piper, you are probably closest to the media world uh, of all three of us. So what were your what were your thoughts on this when you saw it? Well, while you were while you're giving the the introduction, I did my, you know a brief amount of research. He is in fact the son of Steve Strang, who is the Charisma Media guy, which okay. is it's like one of the largest Christian media companies in the world. And so, yes, he's 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 media royalty. Yeah. Um, and so he started Relevant Magazine when. Uh, Two thousand. It had to be dang near twenty years ago. Yeah, it's close to that, which. Which is interesting because it's tried to stay sort of young and relevant while its initial reader base has aged, and so that's a that's a it's an interesting dynamic there, especially as the publisher of it ages out of the readership bracket because I think they all are still looking for that twenty something readership. But yeah, yeah the uh, so is, he basically put out an open letter explaining why he was stepping down, and um, my initial response was basically. 
I really hope everything he says in this is true uh, in the sense of he expresses regret. He expresses wanting to learn how to be a better leader, to see things that he's been blind to, to treat people better. Um, and, and he's pretty explicit that as a Christian person and as a Christian publication, he should be held to and they should be held to a better standard than leadership and management in other places. And so he wants to step into that standard. Um, obviously, there's disappointment that it hadn't been the case all along. But yeah, my initial response was, man, I hope this is true. And uh, there was I saw some pushback from different people saying, well, he didn't give any details of what he's apologizing for, so they didn't accept it. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't think he's apologizing to you <laughs> unless yeah. unless you worked there. Was um, it Hank Hanegraaff that gave the pushback? I <laughs> uh, was actually it was actually a fern. He, yeah, oh, he, I was going to say the fern in your to office a fern be... and it didn't accept the, yeah. the confession. Um, <laughs> oh, that's tough. Ferns are ferns can be a tough room. I'm just yeah, that's you. why Ronnie ripped them all out at at, uh, at his church because <laughs> they're just the worst. Um, yeah, we will never have another fern. But yeah, I think it's I don't know. I I just I find it really interesting because it. I guess my question in regards to it is, as a as a public Christian figure like he is, a publication that has you know that has a pretty decent circulation, pretty well known, he can't not make this public. But does making it public do any good? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I I think in a certain time and place, this is a conversation that would have happened at your staff meeting on a Monday morning, and. Um, Hopefully it would have felt really genuine, but I, I, th- I think the public nature of it, it kind of calls calls into question whether an apology is an apology or an apology is a PR stroke. Right. Um, Big R, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, right, because, you know, I don't know whether Cameron is is stepping down for a leave of absence or not stepping down for a leave of absence, right? So he was just, he was cluing me into something that I would have had no idea about otherwise. Now, look, boys, I mean, I I was around in the days when Relevant Magazine started. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to me, you know, it's it's never had, it's it's never made a play much in my life. I mean, that's like starting a magazine called Cool. You know what I mean? And so I... It was, um, you know, the premise, uh, the premise and the content on which they started the magazine on from the very beginning, which was like, hey, look, Christians can, you know, Christians don't have to be, you know, five years behind the time. Um, Christians can have, you know, their finger on the pulse of, you know, everything that's going on with. Uh, Christians can be only two and a half years behind the time. Right, Christians I think that can, was kind of the thesis. Christians <laughs> can put, you know, hey, look, we can actually put Bono on the cover because, you know. Uh, you know, CCM magazine has never been able to do that and those kinds of things. And to me, it just it, it there was a lack of legitimacy with everything they were doing because there was such there was such an overt attempt. Again, it's like saying, hey, we want to start a really cool magazine and we're going to call it like a real cool magazine. That's the title of it. And so <laughs> maybe could like, we start a magazine and call it that? please? I mean, essentially. Well, I mean, that's what Relevant already did. So. Yeah. A real I mean, cool uh, magazine. Doggone to it. To say we're, cu- we're starting a magazine called Relevant begs the question, well, but this is what your opinion is of what you think is relevant, which is, like you said, put, putting Bono on the front, you know, for the last five years running. <laughs> five right? years in a row. It was a so, good so, run for Bono. So let, let, me, let me play devil's advocate here. Um, mm-hmm. as I would we, expect no less. Right, and the devil needs more advocates, clearly. Um, at the time he started this, think early 2000s. You were there, Ron. Uh Almost all Christian publication was aimed at conservative middle-aged people. Christianity Today, 
World Magazine, everything Charisma Media was doing, just different sort of theological slices. There was almost nothing effectively aimed at the Gen Xers and the rising millennials. Because at that point, I would have been... I would have been heading into college. So I was kind of on the younger end of this. And then people, you, you probably, yeah. So it was like, it was like my age to maybe 10 years older than me kind of in the, in the range that they were going for. And there was nothing aimed at us at that point. Everything that had been, had been aimed at us was sort of like hokey youth ministry stuff, not sort of what are we actually engaging in culture in terms of, in terms of music, in terms of movies, in terms of any sort of, you know, any sort of media yeah. engagement. So to call it relevant, on the one hand, it's a little bit sort of like a little on the nose, if you will. But uh, on the other hand, it's Just like, yeah, this path. this is relevant to everybody between the ages of 18 and 28. And nothing else that Christians are publishing at that point really was. Yeah. No, I agree, Pipe. And I I, I think you're, you're spot on with that. Um, I have a question for Ron, and then I have a question for the just the whole room, I guess. But, like, Ron, what should they have called it? Like, what would you have called it? And if you're endeavoring to do the same thing, let's say let's say your dad, your old old man Martin, had been the king of a media empire and had decided to, like, drop a magazine in your lap at age 21 or whatever. Um, and you're endeavoring to do the same things as uh, as young Cam Strang. What are you uh, what are you calling it? Uh, dude, I don't. I don't know. I'm just sounding snobby now. I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's just what what I'm saying is like Christian media in general has had a really hard time with when they want to do something relevant. They want to do yeah. something that actually smacks of being in the here and the now and having their finger on the pulse. I mean, they 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 just they don't seem to have the ability to like have any sort of like artistic. You yeah, know, dude, you're right. You're drive right. in in doing it. You know, so it it yeah. always. It always feels like the really, you know, the, it always smacks of like the kid that's not cool trying so hard to be cool. And yeah. I felt like relevant was just like the peak of that, you know, when that when that happened. I don't no, you're totally right. I mean, there, there was nothing. Yeah. I mean, you had you had I mean, there was nothing in the sense that you'd have to dig really deep and go go to places that nobody even knew existed to find anything of that nature, which isn't helpful. Right. Yeah. At all. And, no, and uh, I mean, you look at you look at a magazine that's, you know, survived kind of the cratering of the magazine industry like Esquire and they've been around for you know decades publishing really great writers doing these incredible features um you know it's it's around for like quality based reasons and um yeah I mean it's the difference between uh yelling and screaming hey we're elite and we're quality doesn't mean that you have a quality product well, I think it's, it's just, just I think it's just this idea where it's like just do what you want to do don't do it in response to what hasn't been done just do yeah, what you no, want it's a great to do. Point. And I felt like relevant was always like, hey, look, we're going to put Rob Bell on the cover because that would be something that would kind of make us controversial now after he dropped Love Wins. And it's like, well, OK, I mean, but but it feels like it's always like a hey, look, mom, we can do yeah. stuff too. Kind well, of I think you're honestly like you're you're onto something there in the sense that like that ethos imbues almost everything that's ever happened in Christian media. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the, that was maybe the headspace from which 97% of Christian media has been birthed, which is maybe the reason why so much of it has sucked over the years. But yeah, you know what? It is, it is that, all, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's having said that, I'm not saying they've never done any quality work. I'm not. No, saying, no, 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 no. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that's going way too far because I actually believe they have, I think it's just the premise of which they started because I knew some of these guys that were on the ground floor with them that 
started the magazine. So I'm coming at it from, so Piper, yeah. you were 18, I was 28 when it, when it started. And so again, my vantage point was a little bit different than yours. But I, again, that's not to say that they haven't done some fantastic work either. I would never say that. You know. Dude, so question, do, do 20 year olds still read magazines? Like, magazines have made a resurgence, so the answer have is... Have they? Yeah. Mags, mags they, are back. Their total numbers are way down, but to be fair, their total numbers were always inflated anyway. Um, yeah. But the, the Relevant has also, of all Christian media companies, probably made the most successful shift to uh, to getting, you know, to kind of an online presence as well. Um, they They do a really good job of driving web traffic but yeah their magazine subscription still still fairly strong and the funny thing is like they don't actually make a lot of money off like their magazine is a, is a is a break even or slightly losing proposition from what i understand they do it for the sake of kind of the the editorial side of things like they still want that basis of like we want to have a um a hard copy product. they want to have a hard copy they want to have an editorial schedule they want to have some some standard on that and then you know their finances are driven by sponsorship and podcasts and stuff like that. Like their podcast is one of the larger Christian podcasts out there. Um, yeah, like really? you think of uh, think of Relevant Mag is kind of like the return of vinyl. It's like it's a growing yeah. it's yeah, a growing yeah. thing now. There's a lot of boutique kind of yeah. magazines that are coming, and they're like they're kind of you know stringently print only. You know, not print only, but like that's their emphasis now is because we want to be product driven. We want everybody to yeah. have something in their hands. For sure. And, uh, for sure. So there's there's kind of that whole thing. Like if you go to like a if you go to a newsstand now, like the amount of magazines and new magazines that are in place is like off the chart right now. Boys, have but, you – now I'm, I'm fixated on something because I'm – Are we going to start Happy Rant, the magazine? 100%. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm petty and I'm competitive like this. Have you guys listened to their podcast at all? I never Do you know have. if it's actually any good? I never have. Um, I have listened to it a couple times. I think I was interviewed on it once. Uh, because they do like segments, although they've changed their format a thousand times, so it's hard to say yeah. what what it is currently. Um, yeah, it's um, it's the same thing we do on this podcast, except there's no niche to it. Like they don't have a particular area of Christianity they go after, and I would call them yeah. how shall I say this less thoughtful. Um, okay. It's it, it leans heavy on like the the sticky comedy kind of like yuck it up kind of thing yeah. but what people like about it is that there's this this sort of like jokey camaraderie between the hosts and they talk about different yeah. and it leans a little bit more sort of pop and pop culture rather than like sure. church culture serious yeah. things i don't want to rest until we're bigger than them I, I think our podcast can be bigger than their podcast. I mean, do they have so, a saddleback sponsor boys that's my question i doubt it i mean who's carrying around a saddleback leather bag uh, this morning. Is it Cam Strang? I don't think it's Cam no, Strang. No, I don't think it's Cam Strang. It's I mean, me. He's probably not carrying anything. He's probably sitting at home self-reflecting, but um, that's a, <laughs> well, there you that's go. a separate issue. Absolutely. We self-reflect with leather. <laughs> we do. I self-reflect with I, a I reflect on $700 bag on my shoulder. That's how I do it. I can't think without that thing yeah, lashed the, to my body. The reflections, the reflections seem to be a little more pertinent, you know? Right. They're, they're just infused with the, the smell of rich Corinthian leather. Um, boys, we are uh, we we are excited to be podcasting with Saddleback, but we're also excited to be talking about uh, another aspect of celebrity culture. And uh, this is something that, like, I'd heard this term, but I'd never written, or I'd never, obviously, never written a think piece about it, or never read a think piece about it um, until Piper sent along a piece on cancel culture. 
And as far as I could understand, having read two-thirds of the piece, which constitutes a lot of show prep for us. That was a lot of words. Um, yeah, it's a lot of words. Cancel culture means uh, when a celebrity does something that you, as the arbiter of, of all moral decisions in the universe, uh, when you decide that they've done something wrong, they've transgressed, then you uh, effectively cancel them, uh, meaning you start a campaign uh, meaning you post like two things on Twitter about how they're the worst and you should not ever watch or consume their product anymore. So examples of people who have been canceled, uh, Kevin Spacey, Woody Allen, uh, Louis C.K., um, Kanye West from time to time, but I think he, he might be back. Michael Jackson kind of got canceled, but... I think people still love listening to his music. He, so some of these, yeah, it's a little. Taken, it's a, there's a little different when they get canceled postpartum, not post like, yeah. like postmortem. I mean, goodness, postpartum, postpartum is postpartum. entirely different. Dude, Sorry, y'all. Any babies that have been canceled, <laughs> or like young mothers that have been canceled. Goodness, <laughs> that was that beautiful. Be, that was uh, yeah. that that was a. I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or what that was. Post I like postmortem. It was a yeah, good slip. Uh, yeah. Postpartum. Postpartum I mean, I don't know. cancellation. Maybe maybe Kim Kardashian has she had any of her babies canceled because they named them yeah. funny things. If one of these apparently horrible people had a baby, I think that would the baby like, would get yeah, canceled. If anybody was going to be canceled postpartum, it would be like Gwyneth Paltrow because she has, you know, she's gone a little bit batty. But dude, did Gwen get canceled? Because I loved her in the '90s. She was one of my favorite '90s people. What did I, she do that was bad? Oh, she's just become sort of like this. No, no, she hasn't. Like she's insufferable. Yeah, baby, that, uh, she's she's kind of reached those. Oh, no. She, you, you know how Tom, you know how Tom Brady has like become a, a fitness and health and like diet like me guru. Yeah, he's just become like weirdo Tom Cruise kind right. of. Right, she's like that except except extra pompous and uh, yeah. and not winning Super Bowls. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then she names her kids really strange things as well. Yeah, in is, uh, is she still married to that guy from that band? The, the, no, 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 no. That ended no. a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> Judas, you guys. I'm so behind the times. I need to read Relevant magazine. I you need to read things. Relevant. Pick up, an, pick up an issue of Relevant from 10 years ago and catch up with the times, Big T. I'm going to start a Just like every other Christian. Yeah, Baby, exactly. pick, up an, pick up an issue of Relevant from 10 years ago and read about what Bono was doing today. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Boys, what do you think of cancel culture? Is this uh, Is this just a reflection of kind of... I, I I think it's a couple of things. So I think it's the sort of headspace we get in where um, we want to be outraged at something so that um, kind of kind of the whiplash effect is that we feel better. Like, look, look at me because I'm better than Woody Allen or Kevin Spacey or R. Kelly or whatever. So I think that's part of it. Um, I, I think another part of it is just... Um, you know, our, our desire to kind of make these referendum type statements on everything. Whereas I think, you know, before the market just sort of autocorrected. So, I mean, if, if these allegations towards somebody like Woody Allen, for example, are true, then he's not going to get movie deals anymore and you're not going to see his movies anymore. But I think the cancel culture part of it is, you know, all of us in our online presences need to hop on board and say how much we hate Woody Allen. Am I like in the ballpark on that pipe? Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Like it, it, as far as canceling goes to culture, it is yeah, there's there's a just sort of a mass hysteria almost. Because the people so in this article they list like people have tried to cancel Taylor Swift because of, she has made statements that are uh 
you know, questionable or whatever. Or Kanye West, you know, we talked about him last episode and he was a Trump supporter and has compared himself to Jesus and various different things that people find offensive. Um, and, and yet they're not, they've never been canceled. You know, they release music. It sells a lot. They are filthy rich and starting churches. And Kanye bought a ranch, by the way. So your prediction last episode that he would do that has already come true. So good job. Did guys. he buy a ranch in Wyoming or did he just purchase all of Wyoming? That was unclear. Yeah, in, including the people, actually. Um, 11, yeah. All 11 of them. Um, I So, yeah, I... I I feel like cancel culture is not really a culture. It's just a trend of how people express things, which means it really isn't anything. Because, like you said, if there's if there's substance to an allegation against somebody, they kind of go away. Like Kevin Spacey hasn't made a movie in two and a half years or whatever because right. of allegations. So he is like he's toxic to movie makers. Uh, sure. You know, whereas the comedians, Aziz Ansari and uh, Louis C.K., did things that were morally questionable, but not like legally <laughs> reprehensible right. or whatever. You, they couldn't be charged yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. So they're back. Both of them have done comedy specials since then. And as much as people might be uncomfortable with that, they're they're back. They're not canceled. Dude, so let me let me ask you guys both this. You're both movie buffs, and and I am too. I love I love movies, and I love. Um, Oh, what was the geez? What was the Kaiser Soze movie that Spacey did? Usual Suspects. Uh, Usual Suspects, right? Kind of a classic movie. He did Glengarry Glen Ross. Like he's been in some bangers over the years. Like, do, does this like news about Kevin Spacey? Does it ruin your enjoyment of those movies? Are you not watching them anymore because of it? No, I mean I because. First of all, he was always creepy. He's never not been creepy. When have you like you've never watched Kevin Spacey and been like, man, what a likable guy. I wish I could go to dinner with him. You're <laughs> yeah, always exactly. like, no, nah, I don't think I'd let him near any any person that I loved and was responsible for. But sure. he sure can act. Yep. All that to say, no, it doesn't bother me. Like Bill Cosby is a different story because yeah. Bill Cosby played like quintessential American dad. Yeah, like the, the, the father figure of America and then comes out that he's both criminally and morally terrible. And sure. so yeah, he like that's canceled. You're canceled when you go to jail, when you receive multiple life sentences or whatever it he's gotten. Not when people are mildly offended or, you know, y- your offense has a six month lifespan or whatever. Yeah. Big R, what do you think of this? Oh man, um, yeah, I'm with Pipe. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it really just depends, right? I think if somebody has done, uh, you know, if somebody has committed a crime, you know, um, you know, there, there's a sense where I mean, but this has always been the case, right? I mean, you know, I mean, if you you can go back before, like we we turned it into a culture, it became a culture, and people that ended up doing things that would, you know, that would you know, lose their sponsorships, lose their, the privileges they have with the people that were paying them a lot of money. I mean, it's not like this is some new thing in and of itself. I think what you're saying though, is that given the world that we live in and given, you know, the, the, uh, you know, given the fact that people can uh, start campaigns on social media against, you know, people for the work that they previously did and to say that we should have nothing more to do with it. Yeah. That's kind of a unique twist in it for sure. I think. But, um, I don't know, you know, a part of the big thing, and this is what comedians are really getting uptight about. So comedians are really 
they're sort of on the back end of this thing going, no, 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 because here's the thing. We got to be able to say whatever we want to say, because again, we're trying to be funny. This is entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so to hold us to this kind of standard that said, if you go back 10 years and look at something we posted on social or something we said in an interview and you're trying to use that against us to cancel us and to basically end our careers, they're saying like, this has gone so far um, that now we don't even know how to make heads or tails about what's going on because gee whiz, hasn't everybody said something that they wish they could take back? And now we're in an era where we can't take back anything because everything's been documented because of the world we live in. And so I, I think that there's like, how do we know where to draw those lines? Like what is, you know, what puts you in the place of a Bill Cosby or a Kevin Spacey? And then what puts you in a place where it's like, hey, I said some things that can be interpreted 20 different ways 20 years ago that have come yeah. back to, uh, to grab me. Um, does that mean that my entire career and everything I've done and everything I've said should be thrown out the window? Um, and I think I think everybody's feeling like, where does this end? How extreme does this, you know, how extreme does this culture continue to grow into itself to where nobody's going to be able to do anything or say anything because everything offends somebody at some point, right? And so, yeah. again, how you know where where does the line get drawn? I I don't know. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. I. It, it, you know, I've been I've actually been listening to a lot of interviews from comedians that are super angry about all of the stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. About it. It's fascinating. Yeah. Actually. Tough time to try to be funny. You know, they were sure. they were born in the wrong era. I mean, if you're going to try to be funny in 2019, like God, God bless you. Good but luck you know to you. Funny is guys like um, like you guys have heard of guys like Bill Burr, who is super yeah. like just speaks mm-hmm. his mind. I mean, so he's taken the opposite approach. Like he's like he's doubling down and going even like heavier into the kind of like really you know confrontative yeah. um, you know comedy that he does to offend every so he's trying to be even like more offensive than he used to be as a way yeah. to double down and say you can't silence me you cannot dude it makes me it makes me wonder about a show like 30 rock which in my opinion was one of the funniest tv shows in the last 20 years and and one of my favorites of all time i love 30 rock but it makes me wonder if like because they kind of did the same thing right so like on 30 rock you know, liberals weren't safe, conservatives weren't safe, they were making fun of everybody, and I think it's one of the magical things about the show, but it does make me wonder, like, would that have flown in 2019? Like, would all the would all the jokes that made that show so funny... That's a good question. Like, I, I think it would have, because I, I think the... So, one of the the side benefits of this that's, gonna, that's going to happen in comedy is that comedy will have to get smarter... And satire will 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 I think will take a, a step up because Thirty Rock was a fairly satirical show, you know, yeah. sort of like caricatures of of different you know different viewpoints and different things like that. <clears throat> but yeah. it, and and so it was it was an equal opportunity mockery, smartly yeah. written, yeah. leaning into satire, and so yeah, I think I think it would still work and. And I think that's where comedy has to go going forward because, yeah, I mean, you can go. The, the pendulum will either swing smart, or you'll like you'll get the Bill Burr double down on being aggressive. And there's always been both of those, you know. There's like the Jerry Seinfelds who who will make jokes about minutia. Like they they yeah. always are leaning into the nothingness of life to make yeah. their jokes. And then you have, you know, aggressive guys like Louis C.K. falls more on the aggressive side where he's not. Like he's he's going to take a joke and just beat it to death it profanely and whatever else, which 
can be very sure. funny, but it's a whole different style. But yeah, I think I think Thirty Rock would still work. I think like The Good Place, which I haven't watched, but people I know who love it say it's you know it's both funny and smart. It has a worldview. It's not it's not trying to avoid landmines. It's just having a take on them that's like, hey, this is both thoughtful and clever. And so yeah. I think that's I think that's probably a good thing for comedy because the only way through is to be smarter than than the crowds. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. No, I right. love smart comedy as opposed to. Like, I don't think I think Bill Burr says funny things sometimes, but like right. an angry Bostonian just feels like a cliche to me. It's like yeah. if I if I wanted to if I wanted that, like I would just buy season tickets to the Red Sox and go sit and sit at Fenway and listen to people scream curse words. That's, That's basically what he Bill is Burr. like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it feels like we've just done this before. But uh, boys, we have we have time for one more quick news item. Uh, and then another promo, and then we have to get out. Uh, I have to be a school teacher. Ronald has to get back to his life-giving uh, meetings in suburban Minneapolis. And uh, Piper, you got to go do Man of the Claw stuff. But speaking of Man of the Claw stuff, uh, Kanye West might be a Christian, um, and there might be actual reformed people, like real reformed people. And one of the one of the functions that we provide in the reformed community is deciding when somebody is actually converted. Um, there, there may be reformed people verifying that Kanye West is a believer. Man, the, whole, the Holy Spirit must appreciate us so much. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> really so needs much our help. help. So much help from the reformed community that the Holy Spirit's getting. I mean, it's just really terrific. Uh, Piper, what do you make of this? I find it a little bit hard to have an intelligent conversation about this after talking about Kanye's pastoring and savioring last week. Yeah. Um, so if if the reformed arbiters have all of a sudden decided that he is in fact a real Christian, mm-hmm. what did we miss? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like we do a fairly good job of, of staying up on these things. And now I'm finding out that everything we said last week might be a lie. Everything we've read is a lie. It's all a lie. Oh, and he's, hard, he's a genuine follower of, of Christ. Apparently I'm stumped. That's really hard. That's really hard. Does this mean that we're not qualified to be, reformed arbiters of people's well, salvation or maybe? do we do we owe a public apology have we created a, a toxic environment of of misrepresenting kanye's church like where are we what where are we in this i'm i'm so confused we're not very think, relevant right now boys i think maybe we need a public <laughs> apology and, and, and maybe we we're do we need to do we need to take we a sab- sabbatical a and step a leave of absence for a time of healing and self-reflection i'm all about and, that pipe you don't even have to ask that i'm all about it let's do it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ron's ready for a sabbatical. It's I'm been a ready. couple months. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's been ready. six months since his last one. He's way overdue. Ready, set, go. We got to get our boy out of work and into Naples, okay? <laughs> and and whatever's going to make that happen the quickest, that's that's what we're going to do. So like leave of absences all around, boys. Uh, Piper, I need to take a leave of absence from this program because I have work to do. But uh, tell us about our last sponsor. Yes, we have a second sponsor for uh, for this episode, which is Dwell Bible App. Longtime listeners will be familiar with this. They've sponsored us before and will be sticking with us for quite a while going forward. They're sort of a long-term partner now, which is awesome because we, we love Dwell. Uh, it's an audio Bible app. Um, so they have they have multiple narrators. They have reading plans that are both topical as well as like listen through the Bible in a year. I said reading plans. It's really a listening plan. My bad, y'all. Um they are working to get some new narrators in as well, just so they have different 
different accents, different styles. So some are a little bit more sort of dramatic. Some lean more, um, a little bit more center cut, straightforward. And uh, so the other thing I just found out is that you know who loves Dwell? Matt Chandler. Ooh. Matt Chandler loves Matty Dwell. Chan. Yes. So we will oh. we will at some point be sharing a video of Matt Chandler promoting this because he loves it. So um, the golden boy of Christian culture, yeah. Matty Chan can do no wrong. Yeah, I mean until his church gets sued, but that's a, that's a story for another time. Um, so anyway, listeners, check out Dwell Bible App, and for our listeners, if you go to dwellapp.io/happyrant, dwellapp.io/happyrant. They have a 33% discount off of a subscription, so it's not a free. Uh, it's not a free app, so that it'll cost you $20 a year, or you can pay $100 and get lifetime access. And the thing is, this isn't a static app. They're constantly updating features, getting new narrators, turning out new plans, and so it keeps it fresh for you. Uh, I use this pretty regularly in the car, walking the dog, or when I'm preparing to to teach or something like that. I find it really useful. So check it out. Go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant. Sign up today. You will love it. Excellent. Yeah, we love Dwell, man. Uh, KK and I listen to it often. Um, Piper, do you know when our special content is going to be live on 12? I don't. I know that you were you were way on the ball and actually recorded yours. Yeah. Ronnie and I have not been way on the ball. So mm. uh, since they're going to be with us for a while, that gives me both the impetus I need to go record it and gives us an opportunity to work out when that will drop. So, that yeah, that'll be us as podcast uh-huh. hosts reading portions of scripture and maybe some other some other readings i know you did you did uh, was it jane austen yeah jane austen yeah absolutely. so i i haven't decided what what i would do what I, I will do yet but i will get that done and then that'll be that'll be part of this offer as well at some point in the future so hang in there listeners it's coming outstanding outstanding that is uh that is good stuff pipe good content uh piper we've done what we always do on this program uh in that we have wandered to and fro throughout these topics and throughout these sponsors. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. I found myself on a ledge, three stories high, at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend. In my new podcast, Billy and the Goat, I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.